On 8th of October last year, Martin Kenywa was driving his matatu from Nanyuki to Meru. It was his last trip for the day. Later, he would go home and take a deserved rest. So he thought. He was wrong as he descended a steep slope at Soboiga near the Meru Isiolo Junction. A speeding bus suddenly hit them from the back with a loud bang. The impact split the vehicle into two and tossed it into the air of a fence. The mangled wreck landed about 30 meters away. Several passengers were killed, but Martin survived by the skin of his teeth with minor injuries. Martin is today one of the walking miracles in Kenya who have survived such road crashes. He tells me of the horror that changed his life forever, just like thousands of other Kenyans whose lives have been turned ups and down by road carnage, he is traumatized. Some survivors were involved in accidents at some of the worst sections of Kenyan roads, known as black spots. But as we will hear from a driving school trainer, the spots could be eliminated. That is if authorities were serious about taming road carnage. This is Nation Reports Podcasts, and I am Gitonga Marete. Asimani tokea ni aso, saingine na tokanga na pewa kasukoti. 
narundi nyumbani sina bibi ya toto ko tekniko kuna mwingine primary sandio inakuanga inanibindi nitokee na nijiweke nguvu tu nijaribu kufanya kazi lakini sijapata bali eh, tangu wakati huo kuna mtu amekusaidia kama counseling ama kitu kama hiyo hapana kuna mimi mwenyewe tu Martin says when he woke up at Kirua Mission Hospital he learned that 12 of his passengers were no more one of them was Pastor Robert Kirimi's wife of 7 years I meet Robert on a sidewalk in Meru town as he travels to Nakuru and he tells me a heartrending story of how the accident shattered the dreams of his life My name is uh, Robert uh, Pastor Robert Kirimi yes. I'm uh, a teacher by profession mm. and pastoring a church at Makutano. Um yeah, I was married to uh, okay, I I lost my wife during the accident and um it was a special it was a special day for me. Actually it was marking the seventh year in our marriage, the first day of the seventh year. Uh the other thing is uh we were actually planning a date that evening. And so I was prepared. I spent the day in prayers and I was praying, thanking God for seven years. And then the same day we had a chat and I told her I'm not I'm not picking you because most of the time I I pick her from school. Uh for the last six years I've been driving her every Friday I pick her and come back. Every Sunday we go back to Nanyuki, then I come in the morning even when I'm at work. So that day uh, I told her I'm going for prayers so you come with the with the rest of the children the children and herself I'm not picking you and uh, we talked about uh, around 5:30 in the evening we had a chat she told me I'm in the mat I'm coming and I told her it's okay you leave the children just come alone because we need to go out together and uh, the kids can be with her. there were some uh, cousins who were there so Where did you used to pick her? I'm a, I I pick I used to pick her at Nakuru. Uh, na, 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 I mean Nanyuki. I had a home in Nanyuki because she works at Tangaina Day. Yeah. Which is, which is close to Nanyuki. So I waited for her in Makutano. I have two homes in, and uh, another house in Kemu. So she was supposed to travel here in Makutano and then we have our, our date in the evening, then spend the Sunday in the service, then I drop her on Sunday. So was it the first time you were not picking her from Nanyuki? I think it was uh, the second time in six years. That has been my commitment. Because uh, I always believe this marriage is work and you must work for it. Yeah. And you must be committed to it. So I knew that uh, if she comes because she was traveling alone, I can uh, go and pray because I wanted to spend the day in prayers and thank God for as we start we start with God. So that's what happened. So we talked she told me she's on the way coming. Uh so I sat on Makutano up to seven, I knew she would come at around 7:30 from 5:30 7:30 she would be at Makutano. So me I was sitting in the car waiting 7:30 I started calling. I called and called and called nobody's answering my calls. 8 8:30 that's when I got alarmed and moved out and asked those guys there around the stage Uh, what's up because i met them in groups they told me there's some bad accident at subuga so me 
I, I, I got, I got shocked. I called again. Nobody speaking. Up to around 17 missed calls. That's when I asked them, those who have been injured, wamepele kwa wapi? He told me life care and uh, kirua. So I went to life care. I met some four, three ladies and one gentleman. Later, I, I didn't find her there. I went to Kirua. I checked. There were so many guys who were being uh, attended. She was not there. So I asked them, where else? They told me, the only thing, there's nobody remaining there unless you check the bodies. And that was shocking. So I decided to drive. To drive. I was alone. <laughs> so I was driving because I never expected that can happen to me. And such a time and the prayers, you know, when you, yes. when in church you believe long life is your portion and, you know, you don't expect, but um, who knows, like God. So me, I came to Makutano, some friends heard about it and they knew I was expecting my wife. So they rushed them before I arrived. So we met at them, at the morgue. And I requested to see the bodies. And shocking enough, the first body I saw out of, I think, 11 was my wife's. She was wearing a pullover and bought her during our honeymoon when we married. That's okay. So I, I saw her and then just moved out and told them to take me home. Uh, one, I could not comprehend where to begin. With a five-year-old five boy and another one two years and four months, where do you start? Again, You've been speaking to people and encouraging people. What do you tell them? How did you feel yourself? I was devastated. I got confused. Actually, for two days, I lost my memory. I'm, I lost my memory because I was introducing people. I got to understand later. Because anybody who came into my house, there are three people. I will introduce them to one person. Then after two minutes, I introduce them again. And uh, people noticed I'm not okay. But thank God, after one or two days, I, I was not sleeping. That's one of the things I struggled with for almost uh, uh, the whole of October. I was not sleeping. So I sleep at 3 a.m. and wake up at 7 every day. So it affected my, my body. I, I couldn't eat. So no eating. Sometimes I eat very little. And I came to discover I'm... I'm I'm getting to something. So I sought help. I started a therapist. Um, thank God for Dr. Becky Mugo. Uh, she stood in and um, she helped me a lot. We had sessions. Then I changed my house uh, from where I was living before because of the memories. She had planned everything in the house. Then later also, I thank God because my wife's sister is married just around so she used to take my kids every time and uh, have them for, uh, take them out. And uh, so she took in the kids, so they are very comfortable. Yeah. And that's what speeded my healing. I'm feeling I'm better every day. Though it's not a, it's not a simple it's thing. Not easy. It's not easy. Every time, like now it was a Christmas season, you're all alone. Everybody's having fun. You're in the house alone. Uh, it, it, it breaks your heart. And this lady, the shocking thing, if I tell you the truth, we have never quarreled for six years. What you call quarreling, we have never had. Because she used to come on Friday, we have fun, go back on Sunday. Then I go maybe in between the week. And uh, she was a lady who really loved me. Because before she passed on, two months, 
she was praying for me every midnight up to 3 a.m. She wants to get a lion out of me. Maybe you want me to talk about it. Yeah, she was really pushing me. She was telling me there's something inside of you that you need to give to the society. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew that she loved me. Number two, she was really pushing to write a book. Yes, and I, I saw the book during the burial service, and yes. I bought it actually. Wow, wow! That 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 book. Uh, she really pushed me. I told her I am not ready now to you know pay this, and she told me no. I'm taking a loan because this book must be launched on eighth of October, the day she passed on. And I told her it's okay, do it. I'm supporting you. And the shocking thing, what has also helped me to heal is how she has written about how to handle grief as if she has ever had a, a very bad experience but it helped me a lot because she told me that i must accept actually it acted as if she was telling me how to handle this yeah the other shocking thing a month before we exchanged our rings <laughs> the ring i put on her finger the day i married her yes uh, uh we exchanged I took back it. I, I took back that ring because um, she told me the ring I put on her finger is falling off. And me, the one she put on my finger after six years was really very small. And I never wanted to remove it. So she told me, why don't we exchange? If mine is falling off, yours is becoming smaller. So we exchanged a month before. So I was asking myself, were these things preparing us for this? Uh, two weeks before, we were with our son in the house and he saw a picture of uh, our wedding day. And then he, he, he told us, Daddy, how comes you did a wedding and never invited me? Then I told him, I <laughs> was not born. And he said, oh, he left. Then my wife and I, we were left at the table. And then she asked me, if I was not alive, would you marry? Then I asked her, if also I was not alive, would you get married? And we stand with each other and then I told her, and what are we discussing? That was a month before. Three weeks before. That was the scariest thing. So when it happened, I was asking myself, did she know she's leaving? Well, I always believe that God will always show you some things that will tell you these things might happen. Mm -hmm. But we never saw that before. Okay, now there is the issue of uh, uh, the, the insurance for that uh, bus. Yeah, mm -hmm. what have you come to found, find out? Uh, right now, I may not give concrete information because uh, at that time they were trying to establish the owner of the bus and trying to establish because I I had that's ESA that uh, there were there were agreements or whatever something like that, um, but uh, we are waiting for correct uh, abstracts from the police okay. yeah though i have one maybe we'll check on it on that sure yeah. one of the most shocking aspects of this accident is that the bus that hit martin's vehicle was not insured according to a report filed at soboiga police station before it was reduced to a shell party on wheels was fitted with a minibar a dj deck screen monitors and a powerful sound system. You sit on comfortable lounge seats or dance as you enjoy a breathtaking view of landscapes spreading to the horizon. Mimi naitwa Joseph Wawero Delito. Na nimetoka Nyeri. 
mahali kunaitwa teto eh, kama kwa sublocation na village inaitwa getadhine lakini kasi nafanyia Meru Meru town na mimi ni meba wa eh, men and sako na mimi die mwenye gari na bali KCW 924R na kukiwa siku ile ilipata accident na vikili kama sijakosea kulikuwa tarehe nane mwezi wa kumi. sasa kitu kama saa moja nilikuwa meru na nilikuwa nimetraki hiyo gari kutoka na nyuki kwa sababu ilikuwa imetoka hapa Meru ikaenda na nyuki na ikatoka nyanyuki ikawekewa watu ine kwa sababu wakati huo ilikuwa ya kubeba abiria ine sasa kutoka na nyuki mimi nilikuwa nakuja nikiwa na itraki lakini nilitraki mpaka sogoiga sasa mimi siku itraki tena nilisema nigoje sasa ikuje ifike Meru. Lakini kitu kama saa bili, die nilipigiwa simu na dugu yangu. Akaniambia nataka kukuona niko hapa kwa mafuta ya petrol station. Ile iko hapa karibu na msikiti. Nikamuuliza kwani iko nini? kaniambia we kuja haraka kuna kitu nataka ujue nikamuuliza kama unaona gari yangu hapo kwa mafuta kwa sababu dakika hizo nilikuwa nimeona hiyo gari inaweza kuwa imefika kwa mafuta akaniambia hapana we kuja nikuelezee ile inafanya imefanya nikupigie simu ndiye nilitiraki hiyo gari tena nikaona mahali nilikuwa nimeiona kwa traka iko hapo hapo tu na ikiwa kado ya barabara nikajua hapa kuko na hatari ndiye nilienda mahali dugu yangu walikuwa walikuwa watatu na brother in law mmoja sasa die waliniambia gari yako imepigwa na basi mulago wa nyuma nikawauliza kupigwa na muna gani wakaniambia iko huko tuigie kwa hii gari ya dugu yangu tuende mpaka huko tuone vile kuko nikawauliza mumejuaje wakaniambia wamepigiwa simu die niliwauliza kuna mtu ameumia mumesikia kama kuna mtu ameumia wakaniambia hapana eh hatuna hiyo habari lakini twende tukaone vile kuko ndiye tulitoka hapa Meru 
e, tukaanza kupada tukiwa tunaelekea uko Sogoiga. Kufika hapa makutano ya Meru. Die nilikutana na ambulance ikiwa imelia sana. Nikafikiria yaweza kuwa hiyo abiria imetoka kwa hiyo accident. Tukaenda tukafika pale Meru Technical. Tukakutana na abiria ingine ikiwa imelia sana. Sasa hiyo die nikasema hizo ambulance bili tumepitana naso saweza kuwa simetoka kwa hiyo gari imesemekana imegogwa na basi pande ya nyumba mimi die niliambia hawa tulikuwa nao hapo kuko na hatari kubwa sana na hizo gari tumekutana nazo hizo ambulance saweza kuwa simetoka kwa hiyo accident mnaniambia die tulienda tukafika hapo masaya saa tatu kamili Die nilienda nikakuta hapo kuko na gari migi sana na nikakuta watu wengi sana Die nilienda nikaona basi kwanza die nilikuta basi karibu na njia ya kwenda isiro mahali ilisimamishwa na turela Nikaona turela ilikuwa tayari imefurutwa ikapelekwa police station lakini basi ilikuwa hapo hapo. Tukapita hiyo basi tukapada tuende tuone mahali gari yangu ilikuwa. Ndipo tulienda tukakuta mahali iligogwa imetupwa kwa mteremko. Sasa die nilienda nikakuta gari imelala. Ikiwa miguu moja iko juu, miguu ya pande ingine iko shindi. Sasa kutoka hapo gari ilikuja ikafurutwa kufurutwa ikapelekwa police station sasa nikatoka hapo nikasikia hapo hapo kwa wale watu walikuwa wamebebwa na hiyo gari kumekufia watu saba hapo na hawa wengine wamepelekwa hospitali die sasa tulitoka hapo police station tukaenda mpaka hospitali ya Kerwa Mission Hospital die nilienda nikakuta dereva wangu dereva na msichana mwingine walikuwa na yeye hapo bere hawa niliwakuta huko hospitali na hawa hawakukua na chida hata niligojea watibiwe na wakapewa ruhusa sasa kutoka hapo nilitoka hapo sasa nikaenda nyumbani nikafika nyumbani masaa ya saa nane usiku nikitugani ingine na gari yako ilikuwa imeharibiwa kiasi gani na ulipata habari gani kuhusu uharibifu wake e, gari niliona hiyo gari imeharibika vibaya sana na hata nikasema hii gari hata ikipewa pesa gapi haiwezi rudi kukuwa gari tena sababu bodi yote ilikuwa imeisha yote ilikuwa imeisha na kuanzia hapo uliangalia ulianza kuuliza mambo ya insurance ilikuwa aje 
sasa nili nili dugu yangu ali search hiyo insurance ya hiyo gari siku hii ingine na akaniambia hiyo gari haionekani kwa insurance haionekani iko na insurance gani hata haionekani hata TRB hata road license hakuna kitu ilikuwa inaonekana kwa hiyo gari lakini ikivanywa search ya long book ilikuwa inaonekana iko na long book na ni gari gani hiyo ilikuwa ionyeshi mambo ya insurance hiyo gari haikukuwa inaonyesha hiyo mambo ya insurance ilikuwa KAX 998P na ilikuwa aina gani ni gari ina gani iligonga gari yako gari ile iligonga gari yangu ni hiyo bus na ilikuwa na baa dandi ilikuwa imetengenezwa ikiwa basi hisi sa kujifurahisa sa kubeba watu wanaenda wakikunywa huko pobe wakiwa dani kwa hivyo ilikuwa basi ya starehe eh. na umetengeneza gari yako na imekugarimu pesa ngapi hiyo gari nimetengeneza lakini imetumia pesa zaidi ya 1 million na ile bode nilinunua nilinunua bode msee ile imevanya gari yangu fario yake irudi chini sana na sasa nimeitegemeza siku ya leo tarehe ya leo die imetoka imemalizwa mambo yote tarehe na bili mwezi wa disemba 2022 die leo die imetoka garage nimefanya mambo yote ime inatakikana na imepitishwa hata na sako wameikubalia kurudi kwa barabara na ulikuwa umeniambia kwamba ulikuwa umejaribu kwenda kushtaki mambo ya insurance ika, ikawa haiwezekani ilikuwaje mimi nilijaribu vile ninaweza kufuatilia kustaki kwa sababu gari hiyo yangu ilikuwa na dhadipate kwa sababu haikukuwa na den nilikuwa nimeinunua kachi kwa yule alikuwa ameniusia kwa hivyo haikukuwa na comprehensive kwa hivyo wakati nilienda kwa insurance insurance waliniambia hawawezi wakasimamia gari yangu watasimamia abiria wale walikuwa kwa hiyo gari mimi kama nataka kustaki pegine niende kwa wakili ania ani astaki hiyo case na tarehe na the 
siku hiyo ilikuwa imefuata kwa accident kulikuwa siku ya sade nilienda police station nilienda police station kama wiki mbili sikiwa sinafuatana nilikuwa naabiwa kuja siku fulani kuja siku fulani kuja siku fulani atedie mwenye hiyo basi apatikane die alete insurance die kujulikane ni nani atastakiwa aende kotini na mpaka sasa sijasikia kama kuna njia ya kesi kuhusu hiyo accident na pale hiyo barabara ni black spot unaona kuna mabadiliko inawezafanywa hapo iwe iwe iko sawa sasa kuhusu hiyo barabara mimi hakuna kitu ninaweza kusema kwa sababu kunaweza kuwa kuko na wataalamu wa barabara lakini mimi hakuna kitu ninaweza kusema kuhusu barabara sababu sina utaalamu wa barabara eh, wewe kama driver unaona kwamba pengine ingepanuliwa ama ingekuwa tu ingekuwa dual carriage inge, ingekuwa mzuri zaidi sasa hiyo ni kitu moja hiyo barabara kama inaweza mlima huo utegenezwe pengine dhiliwe ama fowi kwa sababu hiyo barabara inakuaga na accident mingi sana die gari kama inaweza kuicha brake sababu gari mingi sile zinaichaga brake kwa hiyo barabara ni gari pengine zinakuaga dereva ni mgeni kwa hiyo mlima ama pengine iwe ni dereva ajawahi kukuja kwa hiyo mlima tena at Suboiga black spot you will see flowering plants swaths of wheat plantations and hear sounds of whistling pine trees this is also a vantage point for viewing the snow-capped batian the highest peak of mount kenya however beneath this beauty of the 10 km stretch is a death trap where hundreds of lives have been lost since the road was built in the 1970s after each kilometer you see signs warning against speed driving use slow gear drive slowly there is danger ahead my name is uh, mwangi patrick from bd driving school we make sure we teach our student how to use road safely to be safe drivers and uh, to make sure our roads are safe for example the whole of last year the number of people who died on the road on our kenyan road were more than 3400 that number is so big and it is caused by careless driving it is caused by several things including designs of the road and uh, us as driving schools we are trying as much as possible to reduce the road carnage okay there is uh, what we call the black spot on the roads what can you say about them yeah black spot we have a sign called black spot now black spot are places where accident normally happen 
you can hear there's an accident at this black spot today and tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. Other black spots across the country are located along the Nairobi-Mombasa, Nairobi-Nakuru and Mombasa-Malindi highways, among others. But Patrick Mwangi, the Kenya Driving Schools Association Eastern Region Chairman, argues that black spots on roads are accretion of engineers. So black spots are things that can be avoided. Most of the black spots on the road are caused by the design of the road itself. If the road was designed differently, there couldn't be any black spot. So the designers of the road should be, when they are designing the road, they should look at it in a way that they don't create black spots. So according to me, the designers of the road are the ones who create black spots. If they don't create those black spots, drivers will be just as good as any other because there will be no black spot. So I was wondering, why, why is it you call some place a black spot and you start blaming drivers all the time because you are a accident, are they all careless? That is a question we should ask ourselves. Even very good drivers, you'll find that kwa black spot, gari rienda ikapinduka ama ikaanguka. Driver ambaye hajawai fanya chochote kwa barabara kitu kibaya, lakini amefika sobo iga, gari yake ikapinduka. Why? Because of the design of the road. So the designers of the road, if they are, they are careful enough when they are designing roads, or they redesign again the black spot, they can remove the, the signboard staring as there is a black spot by simply changing the direction of that road which is even more easier and uh, it is not going to be costly to us as citizens because we lose so many people who are not supposed to, to die early and who are productive in their life just because of one person who designed a road in uh, an awkward way. Mwangi says these spots that claim hundreds of lives each year can be eliminated. So, is there an example of a black spot that was uh, that was uh, rectified? Yeah, there are several black spots which have been rectified, or they have tried to rectify them. Like the one at um, at Nidhi, it has remained a black spot, but there was a way they designed uh, they redesigned the road uh, by putting some strips on the road uh, such that the drivers from one side can't overtake when they are going down the hill. So. They tried, although it didn't completely finish the carnage there, it helped a little. If they can do another issue, if they can at least make the bridge wider or remove the corner of the bridge, that black spot will be gone. Another black spot is that, um, what do we call these places? You come from Nanyuki. Uh, you can also see the kind of uh, Soboiga. The Soboiga area there is a very wide road which can be widened to make it more gentle. The hill is too steep at one particular point which can be changed by just widening the road or looking for another alternative. But because nobody is caring enough to do that, that is why we will call it a black spot throughout and blame every driver who is coming from Nanyuki because he had an accident at that place. What about the Chaguan? The Chaguan area, they did it very well. They broke the vehicles from going down the hill, from overtaking, and we don't hear any more accidents along that road. 
So black spots are created, that is what I can say. They can be avoided by redesigning the road or just doing a little thing that is continuously making that place to be a black spot. Yes. Figures released by the National Transport and Safety Authority show that wild road accidents claimed 4,579 lives in 2022. The highest ever, tens of thousands more, were seriously injured. But if relevant government agencies took concerted efforts to reduce this carnage, many lives would be saved. For Nation Reports Podcasts, my name is Giton Gamarete. The following story was written by Gitonga Marete, sound engineered by Yunia Sisi and Kevin Miner. Our podcast editor is James Mutt. Special thanks to our group editorial director, Joa Gale. Nation Reports, only on Nation.Africa. Africa.